Hey, and welcome back to the Move Your Body Differently podcast. I am excited today. We are talking about the spiritual discipline of silence and solitude and how that relates to our health and our fitness journey and rest and recovery. So you are going to want to listen to this because if you have ever felt lazy, quote unquote, taking time to rest your body or recover or just spending time with the Lord, you're going to want to listen to this because not only do I encourage you, but I also give you super helpful tips and practical takeaways to help you practice these health habits of rest and recovering and doing it well for you and for your body. You are listening to the Move Your Body Differently podcast, where we talk about how your theology of God affects your wellness journey. I'm Shayla Darty, a Jesus follower, wife, mama, and owner of SD Fitwell. I know staying healthy and fit can often feel like an obligation and can leave you feeling defeated, anxious, and maybe in an endless cycle of losing and gaining weight and wondering why in the world you just can't get it right. And that's why I'm on a mission to see generations of women take back their health and fitness from the enemy and instead honor God with their bodies by exercising and eating healthy because we get to, not because we have to. For too long as women, we've been held captive by a never-reaching standard of body beauty, and it is time to break free. By seeing your wellness through the lens of the gospel, you can be empowered with boldness, more confident in the gifts God has given you, and increase your mental and physical capacity so you can be more present to those around you. If you're ready to feel free from the weight of your current health and fitness regimen, then keep listening. I can't wait to share with you how the gospel shapes our fitness and health journeys. Listen while you work out, drive in the car, or while your kids run around crazy, but go ahead and invite Jesus into your wellness journey, and let's see how he changes our hearts together. Hey, Fit Family. Today, we are continuing in our series of Holy Health Habits. And the spiritual discipline we are talking about today is the discipline of silence and solitude, which may be a little bit difficult for us as busy women. I know it is not always my favorite thing to try to practice, but it is so needed. And the application for our health and our fitness journey is actually pretty simple. And that is this skill that we're building when we are practicing silence and solitude with the Lord is the skill of resting and recovering well for our physical health and spiritual health and for our total body wellness. And so just to dive in a little bit to distinguish what silence means and solitude means, silence can look like an outward silence or an inward silence. (laughs) Outwardly, you're not talking uh, or it's just an inward, you're just quiet in your spirit, trying to listen to the Lord and not doing all the talking. And so these can both, whether it's outwardly or inwardly, lead to hearing the voice of God and to practice the other disciplines. Solitude looks like withdrawing for the sake of participating in in other disciplines or for remembrance and praising. So solitude may look like taking time to read your Bible every single day or taking time to pray or spending, you know, 40 days of prayer and fasting or whatever that looks like. Solitude is part of that. So the silence and solitude spiritual discipline is interweaved with all the other spiritual disciplines. We need these for the other ones as well. And so I just want to say this up front that sometimes practicing 
silence and solitude or rest and recovery for our bodies can feel lazy for us as women. And I've heard this said multiple times before. We are in such a busy, go, go, go society that to sit down and rest and recover or to sit down and practice silence and solitude feels like we aren't doing anything at all. And here's what I want to challenge with that. If you struggle with taking time to rest and recover and you feel like you're being lazy because of that, one, ask yourself, what is the motivation behind this? You don't need reasons to practice silence and solitude with the Lord other than spending time with the Lord. You don't have to validate your choice to practice this spiritual discipline of silence and solitude or to practice the skill of rest and recovery in your health. You don't need validation for that. But if you do, like give yourself permission right now, pause and ask yourself, why is this so hard? Are you elevating busyness and being enough? Oftentimes it breaks down to what we're doing feels like it makes us enough, but it's not. Only Christ makes us enough. And this silence and solitude, this spiritual discipline is exactly what we need in order to see that nothing that we do with our hands, with our minds, with our hearts, none of it matters unless we are focused on Christ and we're spending time with him and and knowing that we are enough only in him. He has given us abundant life. And given that freely, well, he died on the cross for it, so it wasn't that free. Died on the cross, rose again, but he has done that for us. And so asking yourself, if you struggle with being able to sit in either silence or solitude or being able to take time to recover your body or rest well, there are different ways that we can, we're, we're going to talk about that, that this can go or that this can look like in, in healthy ways for ourselves. But if you struggle with those, ask yourself the deeper question of why. Why is that such a struggle? Are you addicted to, and I say addicted loosely, but are you addicted to the go-go busy lifestyle? Are you addicted to doing things because that makes you feel complete or satisfied? Why is it hard for you to sit and rest? Why is it hard for you to sit in silence or in solitude? Or why does that make you feel quote unquote lazy if it makes you feel lazy? And often it's because culture is telling us to always be on the move. So it may not even be anything. It may just be from pressures that you're feeling from outside society. But honing in on what this looks like, this, as I was mentioning earlier, this discipline in particular, the disciplines of silence and solitude, gives us the ability to offer something to others, to live with a deeper meaning of scripture and who God is. If we are constantly moving on to the next thing and not letting truth settle in our hearts, we will get to the point where we have nothing to give. And this is where that phrase, quote unquote, I can't lead from an empty cup comes from, most likely, because we're constantly giving, giving, giving. And we have talked about before, I'm on the podcast, I think in one of the interviews, that leading from an empty cup is actually possible with the Holy Spirit. 
But we're never, because we're never empty with the Holy Spirit inside of us, he is the one that is fueling us. But if we are taking things into our own hands and matters into our own hands, that's when we feel like we can't give anymore. And maybe that's because you aren't practicing this discipline of silence and solitude or rest and recovery with your body. So here from Donald Whitney, here are some reasons why we might pursue silence and solitude. Uh, Pursuing Jesus's example, hearing the voice of God better, expressing worship to God, expressing faith, seeking salvation, to be physically and spiritually restored, regaining a spiritual perspective, seeking the will of God, even learning to control the tongue. Those are just a few that he gives in his book about spiritual disciplines. But those are several reasons why we may personally be pursuing silence and solitude. I do want to read a little bit of scripture, and then we're going to go into what this looks like for our body and specific habits that we can begin to practice to build this skill of silence and solitude and rest and recovery. I'm going to read Mark 6, 30 through 32. The apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all that they had done and taught. He said to them, come away by yourselves to a remote place and rest for a while. For many people were coming and going and they did not even have time to eat. So they went away in the boat by themselves to a remote place. So before this, just a little background, earlier in this chapter of Mark 6, Jesus commissions the disciples to go out. I think it's verse 7. He commissions them to go out to into the cities and be preaching the gospel, basically. And he he allows them to go out and do this by themselves. And this is when they're coming back to him and reporting all that they had seen and done throughout this time. This passage reminds us that spending time with the Father, Jesus, in this particular circumstance, is life-giving. But time away from him is life-draining. Up until this point in Scripture, Jesus hadn't told his disciples to rest. He didn't tell them that until they'd been away from his physical presence. And then he tells them to rest in his presence. I just find that very interesting. And they were they were able to rest across the water to lead into one of the largest miracles that Jesus provides, which is the feeding of the 5,000. And I just find that so interesting that he's telling them to rest after all the hard work they had done, but then also because they had been away from him and his presence and they needed to be refueled by his presence. And so we see a lot of times in scripture, I'm not going to go through all the different scriptures where we see this, but Outside of Jesus even resting, we see that in the New Testament, Moses, John the Baptist, Paul, they all had transformed lives after living in either isolation or some type of wilderness experience, meaning they were removed. They were in some sort of either silence or solitude or new place. And that is when the Lord from there did the biggest work in their lives. Resting isn't lazy. But it does look different in different seasons, and it can look different in different seasons. And I, wanna, I want to say this quote from Kelly Minter here. She said, in the oddest way, more kingdom productivity may require less frenzied activity. Going back to the scripture in Mark 6, they're coming back after having been apart from Jesus. He's telling them to rest. They're resting as they are going over the water. And when they get to the other side, all of the people have met them there because they want this. They want to hear more from Jesus. And it leads into the largest miracle so far in scripture 
that Jesus has provided, this feeding of the 5,000. And I think that goes along so well with this quote that Kelly Minter had that kingdom productivity doesn't always mean we are go, go, go all the time. It may require, as she said, less frenzied activity. And what that means, if you were to dissect that, that means purposeful time of rest, of silence, of solitude, of spending time with the Lord, getting his vision, taking time. You know, they say the calm before the storm. There's that phrase, that common phrase in life. Here's the calm before the storm. You know, there it doesn't always have to be a storm, but there is typically a calm or building season before the Lord is doing this great work, wherever it is, in churches, or whatever that looks like. The pruning, scripture also talks about a pruning for, for life to thrive more, for us to see more life. And that, you know, John 15, 5 talks about this. I'm the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit because you can do nothing without me. We need that time with him. We need that time in silence and solitude, spending that time with him. So here's to get getting comfortable, being uncomfortable, ladies. Distraction is everywhere. We have become accustomed to noise, going hard all the time and having a little computer with us wherever we go, aka our cell phones. We have become accustomed to this. How countercultural then is it? For us to spend time in silence and solitude and not have to have an excuse or feel like we have to give an excuse to other people for this. The Lord calls us to it many times in scripture. Jesus demonstrated this himself. He was flesh. Yes, he was God, but he was also flesh. He was both. He still had to rest his body. And we also need that rest and that recovery and that time spent well with him. And so this skill for our body of resting and recovery, as we're thinking about this, it shifts our focus upward, first of all, because when we rest and recover, we are being purposeful and practicing the spiritual discipline of silence and solitude. Because of that, it helps us build resilience in other areas of our health, physically, mentally, emotionally, relationally, in all of these different areas taking time to rest and recover and spending and utilizing and growing in this discipline of silence and solitude is allowing us to grow in him, to be sanctified in him, and to learn more about him and become closer to him, which is one of our purposes, one of our callings is to grow in Christ. And so here are some things physically just even that resting and recovering does for us. It gives us clear minds to make decisions when we're, we all know if you have had, well, if you have had a child, no matter what age, you know that if you are sleep deprived or if you've just been in a really tough, tough season of life or been through some sort of trauma and you haven't been able to sleep at night or you've been sleep deprived in some ways due to whatever the circumstances are, you know, it's really hard to make clear decisions when that happens. When we are resting and recovering, It gives us the space to have clearer minds to make those decisions and make good decisions. It also allows us to have more energy and it helps us recover our body well to keep going. It helps us feel refreshed. It can help downsize some mom brain, which is like overstimulation, overwhelm, decision fatigue, all of those things. And it can help us feel more purposeful in what we're doing. There is purpose in rest. 
there is purpose in recovery. It helps our bodies repair and rebuild after stressors to then be better off and to grow. Like our muscle fibers are, you know, when we exercise, our muscle fibers are actually tearing when we are utilizing weights. They are tearing. And when we recover, we don't work out seven days a week with weights. If you are, you should not. And there's going to be another podcast episode about that. But when we are exercising, there are reasons why we have rest days in our workout programs. In my SD Fitwell app, there's a reason there are rest days and we're not going seven days a week, max five days a week. But you are taking time off once one to two to three or four days a week and allowing your body time to recover and allowing those muscle fibers to build back together to heal. And what they do is they grow stronger, ready for the next session. This is our way of recovering from the really crazy busy season of life. The last few months for me personally have looked a lot more like silence and solitude and rest and recovery than building. And that's okay. There may be seasons of building, like I said earlier, and then seasons of recovery. But also, it's a day-to-day thing. Like, I have a rest day on Wednesday and Sunday and Saturday right now. And I work out, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. There are these rest days built into this. So it's going to look day-to-day, week-to-week, season by season, it's going to ebb and flow and look different each and every day. And this is where also my rhythm dials, if you if you haven't heard about those before, I will link it below to my clarity and strategy call where I work through these rhythm dials with women and we build these together. And what it does is it helps us see that whether day to day, week by week, season by season, you can dial down what you're doing or dial things up depending on your season of life. And that's where seeing that visually really comes in handy to allow us to see how we're recovering too in a busy season of life. But recovering well in our body usually involves getting enough sleep and sleeping well, activating the parasympathetic nervous system, which is the rest and digest system in our body, to balance out the sympathetic nervous system, which is the fight or flight, which is where most of us live because we're all running around all the time. And so rest and recovery allows that parasympathetic nervous system to be activated. And then getting enough nutrients and energy to support where we are. Meaning uh, if you want to go back to the fasting episode and listen to that, and that's providing the skill of providing adequate nutrients for our body. Resting and recovery involves providing adequate nutrients. And so just to give us three habits to work on with resting and recovery. Now that we have all this background information, here are three habits. I'm going to give you some actions that you can do to help build these habits. But the first habit is to evaluate where your body is, being able to listen to your body. Now, there's something that I do with some of my clients called a mind-body scan. And this means you are taking a moment to whether that's one minute, two minutes, three minutes, just close your eyes and think about breathe and think about, okay, what's going in my body right now? What's going on in my body right now? How does it feel? Are there tension points? Am I hungry? Do I have a headache? What could that, you know, just giving ourselves the opportunity to listen to our bodies. So that's one way that we can practice this habit of listening to our bodies. And then the second way is to know your why, why you're doing what you're doing and keeping it at the forefront. 
because this will help you stay consistent even in the little things. And that's helping build this, this habit of evaluating where your body is and listening to it. Because if you know your why for why you are trying to lead this healthy and whole lifestyle, then you will see, because you're listening to your body, that even small things or actions like doing a mind-body scan are still helping you pursue your goal long-term, whatever your goal may be. But you're evaluating your body and your season and doing what it needs and honoring it by doing what it needs in that season or that day. And then the second habit is having good sleep hygiene or behaviors. Sleep is the master regulator, not only in your recovery of your body and mind, but in your metabolism, which includes your hormones, your immunity, energy balance, all of those things. And so practicing good sleep hygiene, the habit of this, or good sleep behaviors, can look like these two things, two actions. Creating a routine to wind down for bed. If you don't have a nighttime routine, that's the first place to start, friends. And out of all of these habits, that's where I want you to start with that action of creating a nighttime routine. Creating this can help your body begin to be triggered, so to speak, to wind down for bed. My husband and I have a nighttime routine after we put the kids to bed. Our nighttime routine starts when we put the kids to bed from between 7 and 7.30, sometimes a little bit later, depending on if we had an event or something that night. And so as soon as we put them down, we have our things that we go and do that we, you know, he cleans the kitchen for the most part. And then I clean up around the house. I get things ready for the next morning for school, for lunches, all of these things. We have our things that we do to help us wind down. And that's our trigger. When our kids go to bed, that's our trigger to do these things. Be in this routine, wind down for bed, and then be in bed by a certain time. So that's an action for having good sleep hygiene. Second action, improve your sleep environment. So if you're having a hard time sleeping, try improving your environment. Now that could mean turning the temperature down. I know electric is crazy expensive right now everywhere, so that may not be an option, but putting a fan in there if you need to, to have something cool on you throughout the night, having a sound machine to help block out noise, having blackout curtains to help block out light. If there's light outside your house or the moon just shines really bright in your bedroom, having blackout curtains, not utilizing electronics an hour before bed, or not having your electronics beside your bed, improving your sleep environment. Those are different actions you can take to have this good sleep hygiene or these sleep behaviors that because we can't force ourselves to sleep, but all we can do is help create an environment that will hopefully allow us to let go and sleep. The third habit here is to do active or purposeful recovery. In working out and exercising, we often do active recovery on our days off. Like for when I have rest days, I am not just sitting or laying all day long. I may be going for a walk or some people will go for a swim, a bike ride, a run, you know, things that are active but purposeful, like not overtaxing your muscles, your system but they're still being active and moving in some capacity. And so doing active or purposeful recovery. And this could look like meditation on scripture, not just like sitting there meditating, but taking scripture, which is also a spiritual discipline, taking scripture, reading it, praying over it, meditating on it, and allowing it to soak in. That is a way of having active or purposeful recovery for our spirit and for our body. 
And then walking, like I said, a second action, walking, moving on days you don't normally work out, but using that time to fill your hearts and minds with scripture and truth. And I talk about this in another episode called Why We Need Fitness in the Busiest Seasons of Our Lives or the Hardest Seasons of Our Lives. And so I will link that below. But the gist of it is that when we are moving, our minds are renewing. And when we are moving as well, we are moving out. We can be moving out trauma or negativity or lies that we believe in Satan. We have to work things out. That's why it's called a workout. We are working things out in our hearts and our spirit and and allowing ourselves the opportunity to work it out and then let it go. We don't want to pick it back up. We want to work it out and then let it go. And so doing active or purposeful recovery allows us the opportunity to do that as well. So that is the habit we want to get into. So those three habits, again, were evaluating where your body is, being able to listen to it, having good sleep hygiene or behaviors, and then doing active or purposeful recovery. So that's a pretty easy connection, right? But a really hard one to practice both physically and spiritually. We are so used to being on the go all the time. It takes a lot to either press on the brakes, not stop everything at once. You guys know that I'm not about that. Like you don't have to pause everything at once, but you can press on the brakes a little bit and slow things down and take time for purposeful silence and solitude or rest and recovery. And so out of those, you know, they'll be in the show notes below. Just choose one to start working on this week, but also just be encouraged. Again, I know I've said this a couple of times in this episode, but in this episode, but I really want us to understand that practicing silence and solitude and rest and recovery does not have to be validated by, validated by anyone else but the Lord. And it is not lazy. It is purposeful. We are being purposeful in it when we are doing this because that is what helps refuel us spiritually and also physically to continue to do the work of the Lord. Otherwise, we will burn out. And that's why burnout is a thing is because most often rest and, and recovery or silence and solitude is not being practiced. And so you ladies have got this. As always, I am the most personal, personal trainer out there. Please reach out on Instagram at SDFitwell. Let me know what stuck out to you or if there are any topics you'd like to hear on the podcast. We just have one more episode in this Holy Health Habits series. I'm excited and I will talk to you all next time, FitFam. Hey, Fit fam! it's a blessing to be in this journey with you. The best thing you can do after listening to this podcast is to leave a written review so that other mamas can see the value in their health and fitness journey through the lens of the gospel. Be sure to tap subscribe so you get notified when a new episode airs. I am the most personal, personal trainer out there. My clients, app subscribers, and podcast listeners really do become my good friends. So if we haven't already, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram at SDFitWell. Shoot me a DM and let's start a conversation. I truly want to see the Lord work in your wellness journey and be in it with you. I'm so grateful you've listened. Let's get comfortable being uncomfortable. And I can't wait to chat with you in the next episode.